We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Yes, sir. That is Tyler Siski. I'm Neil McCready. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Got oh. uh, right. Get, get, get good. Yeah. All right. Got uh, got a lot of things to talk about here on the uh, on the big show today. It's a Monday. It's uh, October the third. We're into the month of October now, the middle part of the college football season. The real start of football season. In a lot of ways, this, yeah. is, this is when you start to. This is my favorite week of the year because it's the first week that everybody has an SEC game. All seven. I love seven October on so, for so many reasons. The weather's changing. College football's in the meat of the season. The NFL's rolling. Major League Baseball playoffs start, and I love the playoffs, even yeah. though my team doesn't make it very often. The NBA gets started. I know you don't care, but the NBA gets started mid part of the uh, of the month. There's exhibition games tonight. Yep. Um, I like the NBA. It's it's, it's great night if I'm riding at nighttime. Yeah. I love to put it on in here um, in the background. It just – I like it. I'm going to try to watch some NBA for you this year. But you can tell you what I'm actually excited about. Hmm. I was talking to my wife about the other day. I am I love college basketball. Ooh. I do. And I'm going to try to go to some more uh, games this year. Okay. I do. I, I mean, I, I like it. So, I don't like the NBA as much because they don't play – basketball until the playoffs so they don't even play defense it's like watching an all-star game until until the playoffs it's it, it just they just don't play we're defense. not going to start off on a fight but you're wrong <laughs> they actually play a tremendous amount of defense and if you don't believe it watch an all-star game oh yeah hey right off the gate here connor had a good question it says tyler when you watch young quarterbacks play how much focus goes into their footwork a ton because footwork as much as the problem a lot with young quarterbacks, especially out of high school, is they've been trained by a quarterback guru. 
and there's nothing wrong with quarterback gurus. I think they do a good job teaching fundamentals and things like that, but the game is not played by robots, and you're not sitting in a pocket for 10 seconds um, trying to play quarterback. Ask uh, my man Max Johnson how he feels about that today. Right. Um, you gotta you got to throw off platform, but you got to learn how to be in balance, and uh, that footwork really dictates a lot of getting the ball out on time and accuracy issues, so a lot. This show brought to you each and every day, or two days a week. Who knows what will happen? Maybe we'll become an everyday show one day. Give me numbers. Who yeah. knows? Never know. That'd be a lot of McCready and Siski. Um, <laughs> It'll be a lot of rain. It'll be a lot of rain. I don't know. Rain would have to come up with something a little less leaded <laughs> if we're going to do it every day. I feel like, so uh, Bob, we need to talk about this uh, situation here. Uh, we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. I've got the uh, white gummy bear mixing it up a little bit today. I am going cherry limeade, one of my all-time favorites. It's yeah. up there. I love it, man. It's good. That, I do too. I there can drink. A, only had one cold one, so I was like, you know, I'll let Tyler have that one. I know that's his, that's his thing. I, I'm a... Uh, I'm a cherry limeade, red dragon guy. That red dragon, it cures AIDS. It's good. Parking gets flagged on YouTube, but. Oh, no. Oh, sure. My bad. It's okay. This episode brought to you by the Biden administration. <laughs> there, see, Here we're we back. go. We're back. Oh, now we're back. Now we're back. They let us back. <laughs> God help us. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, all right. Um, where do you want to start? You want to, coaches getting fired? We got coaches getting fired, man. Carl Durrell out at Colorado. That's not, not a surprise. Yeah, the the surprising part is who they think they're going to get. Okay, we'll talk about that about in a second. Uh, Paul Christ out at uh, Wisconsin. I'm a, bit, lo- a I'm bit of a surprise. I'm surprised. A bit of a surprise that they did not let him finish the season. Tells me at Wisconsin at least that they have an idea of what they want to do. What are you hearing at Colorado about what their what's their pie in the sky? You want to know now? <laughs> yeah. Um, they think they're getting Eric Bieniemy. Okay. Eric Bieniemy, the, the Chiefs assistant, longtime Chiefs Offensive assistant. Offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator, who has been rumored to be an NFL coach for a while now, and he's not getting gigs. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody has told me before, and I don't remember, so shoot me. Um, there, He struggles with a background check. Or something. Okay. I don't know what that is, but I know it's gone on for at least two years. Well, there's something going on because he he hasn't gotten a gig that would have made sense for him to get. And so something's up. I had heard that he interviews poorly. I don't know whether that's true or not. Yeah, I don't. I'm just – what I've told, I don't – again, I didn't try to validate it or try to find anything. I just heard that. But, look, the dude's not going – I mean, I'm not (laughs) leaving the OC job with the Chiefs. Let me see here. All right, do you see, did you watch the end of the game last night? What will night? Colorado pay him? Not enough. Like, if my job is to call plays for Patrick Mahomes and he has to, gets to throw it to Travis Kelsey and those guys. Is he a big alma mater guy? Because some people are big alma mater guys and some people aren't. Is he dude, a big I, Colorado guy? I know he played there. Do, why would you want to do that to yourself? What will they pay? Not enough. I mean, it well, would take well, you, 10. You say that, but let's say that they, they, they say $6 million a year. He's not making anything close to that in Kansas City. No, but he could go back and be an NFL man. coordinator. Yeah, but I don't know, man. He's are got you going to get set up? So, so let's talk about this. What okay. is he making in Kansas City? I would imagine he's making one and a half or two. Okay, so let's call it two. Okay, 
someone's going to offer him a $4 million raise to go be the head coach at Colorado, and he's going to say no so that he can call Patrick Mahomes plays? Well, one, you're going to get – I mean, how long are you going – I think he can get – my point is I think well, he'll end get up getting – four a, years. I think he'll end up getting an NFL head job before, you know, if he just waits it out. I mean, the guys, do you – I mean, they're they're actually, you know, I hate for them to win almost sometimes because they're, they're too good. But, dude, they're watching them schematically. I mean, dude, they get in the red zone. It's like – I mean, I'm on, I'm on geek I'm on geek fast. I feel like I'm watching, you know, killer robots go after each other. I mean, they, they run – it's game plans unbelievable. Well, Mahomes is special, and he does things that are just – Did you see him last night? Yeah, that the first touchdown was just incredible. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing – the play was actually defended really well, and, and he just – it didn't matter. I mean, you can literally call anything. He's like Bo Jackson on Tecmo Bowl yeah. back in the day, where you just like, okay, well, we had four people hit him at the same time, and they ran – through two of them and then circles and then he's still running. Yeah. And that's that's why I mean he's just got a great unbelievable pocket presence and he's got it's insane like you just don't see guys with that strong of an arm be that accurate very often. But it's like you're almost at this point you're surprised when it leaves his hand and actually is incomplete more than you are you know he can make some crazy throw and you just expect it to be complete. But, I just don't know enough about the enemy. I would love to know why he thinks he hasn't gotten an NFL job. I'd love to know how much he values Colorado. Is he one of those people that when mama calls, et cetera? Well, I, I doubt it, but I don't know. I think, well, he would have gone back the last time because well, Mel left it in good shape. You know, it was. But they didn't offer it to him the last time. He was he was in, like he dropped out early. He was in there. He okay. was all up in it. The, Did the he thing, drop out because he couldn't get it? That I don't know. Because usually the people that drop out drop out because they can't get right. it. Something's that up. part I don't know, and that's when I, I heard the other stuff. But as far as some background check or something, but you know, Mike McIntyre went there from San Jose mm-hmm. and takes him to a. I mean, he gets I missed mean, twenty sixteen. He got him rolling. I mean, he goes. He's Pac twelve coach of the national coach of the year, I think. And, yeah. And uh, and then they start out, or maybe they they won five. They start out five and the next year lost like the last six, and they fire him. You know, and then. Uh, Mel comes in there, has one good year, then goes to Michigan State. And I don't know, this is – I just don't see it being a – since they've been in the Pac-12, I mean, Mike Max had the best year, and it was like one year. Um, I don't see them – they're not very patient, obviously. I don't – it's not a good job. It's hard – no recruiting base. You know, you can say what you want to about, oh, you're close to California. Well, cool. But I don't – if that was the case, you know, the state of Colorado, if I'm out – if my, uh, I think both them and Colorado State are like the only two uh, winless teams so far this year. It's um, got a text on something that in, in along this this vein. Uh, all right, um, is it what we're going to talk about in a minute? It might come up. I'm, I'm trying to decide how I want to broach that. Um, Wisconsin shocked. Um, this is they they. they they want to do something, and they need to go ahead and get out in front of it, right? This is this is Lance Leopold, is my guess. Is they want to? I mean, it position themselves. It makes sense. Um, it probably didn't. It probably we joked about it on the podcast Thursday. It probably didn't help that Bielema went there and their old coach that they don't like came in there and just throttled them at home. That probably didn't help help matters. But th- think about this, okay? Yeah. All right. So Paul Christ at Wisconsin, his first year he went ten and three. Finished second in the uh, in the Big Ten. His next year, he went eleven and three, won his division, went thirteen and one, 
won his division, went eight and five, ten and four. He won the division three years in three of four years. Coat had COVID year last year. Went nine and four and finished second. You take away COVID, the COVID year, he never finished worse than second in his own division. His overall record is sixty-seven and twenty-six, and he was forty-three and eighteen in the conference and got fired with a sixteen. Was it sixteen million dollars? Is that what he's owed? Nineteen. Nineteen million. Mm-hmm. Like, and my favorite part is I heard somebody say, uh, I heard somebody say. Well, they're going to try to negotiate a a uh, a new buyout. Look, I don't know why coaches do this, and somebody's going to, have to explain this to me. If if they come to you and say, "Hey, we're about to fire you," I would like to renegotiate your contract. Kiss my ass. I'm not doing that. Why would you do that? Of course, but people do that, and they're trying to re- you. Hey, we're going to fire you, but we want you to renegotiate your buyout. No, no, he's going to take his money. Take my money, and you know I don't. They're trying to play on his heartstrings that he's a, you know, a Wisconsin guy and all this stuff. But yeah, I don't get that. But he woke up in a good mood this morning. Oh, great day to be him. Wonder what the temperature is like in Madison this time of year. I'll look it up. Nice, I'm beautiful gonna, fall morning. I'm gonna guess it's really nice. Probably do some fly fishing, or is that springtime? It's I don't know. I I went to a fly fishing school once. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But uh, if I'm him, I'm at a beach somewhere. I'm, we're on the, we're on the road. We're in a really expensive place down on 30A or something. Just, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I, I took a trip. I went skiing. I think I can't remember. I don't remember if we went to. It is 66 degrees right now in Madison. I mean, I, if he's a golfer, that's perfect day to go tee it up. Tee it up. Have a few. Have a few, not have to worry about it. Tonight's going to get down to 44. I bet he's got him an outdoor fireplace. Light it up. Yeah. Light the grill. Yeah. You're not watching film. You're not calling recruits. Oh, I bet it. I, and every every time you have a moment of of just a little bit of panic, like what am I going to do? You go, $19 million. We're fine. That's it. We're fine. We can do this for ever. Yeah, we went skiing. I don't remember. My wife's going to kill me because I can't even remember. We either went to Vail or Aspen. I don't remember which one it was. We went skiing. They both. Yeah, but it's right there together, yeah. and I can't remember which one. And she gets mad at me. 42% humidity tonight in Madison, Wisconsin. Wind one mile per hour. Very pleasant. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just enjoy the evening. Yeah, man. I'm not a big skier either, though. I haven't skied since my senior year of high school. I loved it. I just have never... Oh, I love it. I just and I can ski. Skiing is not the problem. What's the problem? Stopping. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. And, well, that's and you, a problem. And you feel so unathletic because I can't stop. And my kids are going around me on the mountain like they're you know Bodie Miller or something going down the going down the mountain. Um, mm. I had a uh, I had a I had a picture of it. I had a bad uh, skiing accident that I'm lucky that I didn't like legitly die into a tree. Into a forest. Yeah. So my wife got this thing. Well, it's just you got to shift your weight and you don't want to go foom like a downhill. Dude, I I, I, know, I get it. I mean, I just, you know, um, everything has been, you know, I've always played everything up on my toes and that's not how you do it. You know, you got to sit back and actually I can water ski decent. But my wife got on this thing. I don't know. I think we were at Alabama when she started doing it that she wanted 
because uh, we'd always get short notice on how much time we had off. And so one year we go to Gatlinburg, take the kids to Gatlinburg after signing day one year, and she decides she wants to go skiing in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, not the, you know, not a ski resort. No. Okay. So it was like right at 30 degrees or something up on the mountain. And so my wife grew up skiing. Okay. Okay. I did not. Um, can water ski, but I can't snow ski. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, it, it Where'd is she different. grow up? Uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. So. Well, no, wait a minute. Greenville, that's not like the ski resort capital of the world. Did they, her no, family, they just went skiing. They just went family, skiing all yeah, the time. Okay, yeah. got it, got it, got it. So we, I got bored. They had one like little bunny slope deal, you know, a little green slope. Mm-hmm. Well, I was getting bored. I get bored easy. It's just one thing. It was like I'd take 20 minutes to stop, and then it, the thing was over in 15 seconds. So I was like, hey. I've been doing this for a couple of years. You know how I can ski. I said, why don't you go check out one of those blue squares, you know, runs and see if I can handle it. And she's like, fine, you stay down here with the boys and I'll do that. So I did. And about 10 minutes later, she comes, you know, be bopping on her ski. She goes, oh, yeah, you'll be fine. You know, that's easy. And I was like, okay, cool. So I said, well, what? She goes, now, look, when you get on this on this uh, ski, uh, ski lift, you have to take it all the way to the top because these other blue runs are closed. And so you had to go all the way to the top of the mountain. And this is like on a Tuesday. I mean, okay. Nobody's out there. Right. And she goes, and look, pay attention. If you go left, that's black diamond. That's bad. If you go right, it's blue square. Well, I'm not an idiot. Okay. So <laughs> I get up to the top. I ride this thing up, and I see where it says blue square. So I take a right, and I get off on a blue square. I'm like, okay, a little harder, but I'm okay. I'm surviving. But what I didn't realize Okay, and nobody wanted to explain to me. There were no markers, no nothing. And, I mean, I'm just doing common sense here, is when, you know, you're riding a ski lift up the mountain, and then when you get off, blue square, blue square was this way, black diamond this way. But what I didn't realize is it started intertwining like a figure eight. Oh, yeah. All right? Common sense, I was like, not a professional skier. I was like, surely I don't cross the path, because they would meet and converge. I was like, I'm just going to stay, keep staying left. And so brother, you got on the black diamond. Brother, when I stayed on the left, the bottom fell out. I'm talking about straight down. And it's icy. And I'm I mean, I'm going down this hill. I don't know how fast. And I and I see a 90 degree turn coming and with nothing but pine trees. And I'm like, this is it. This is how I die. This is it. This is the moment. And I'm sitting here going, You gotta be shitting me. Of all the stuff, crazy stuff I've ever done, this is how I'm gonna die. Because I'm literally going 30, 40 miles an hour straight downhill. I said, all right, I said, I'm either t- breaking my leg, which I've done before. I said, I'm breaking my leg or something here. And so I tried to do the, what you see on TV where you jump and like slide. Dude, soon as I got that thing under control, down again. I was gone again. And so I leave my skis. I'm in the air. And now I'm sliding. And you know those orange fences? Yeah. Go right through it. Oh, no. And now I'm in the forest going down the hill. And I hit it. I see a rock coming and I'm sliding to my side. And I hit this rock, and it was a boulder. It wasn't a rock. I mean, it was in there. It yeah. comes out of the ground. It starts going, and I just laid there for a second. And I'm like, start, you know, moving, make sure I can get up. I got up and walked my happy ass down that mountain in my snow boots. It took me like an hour and 15 minutes to walk down that mountain, and I was not getting back on my skis. You got your steps in at least. But I had like a down jacket on. I looked like I'd been like tarred and feathered, man. I was just, I was, and my wife had, she goes, where have you been? Uh, and when I took everything off, I mean, I was just black, to, black and blue all the way down the left side. It was a bad deal. So yeah, I'm not a skier. Got it. Yeah. 
fun facts for you guys. That is. There you go. All right. Uh, Auburn got beat. Auburn, as you told me, Auburn just Auburned. Yeah. Uh, Ross Dellinger, by the way, funniest tweet ever. He said, did you see that? I did not. He said, uh, he says, Harson 17, Booster 0. <laughs> that was great. Uh, like, I uh, saw Ross Friday. I went and had a beer with him Friday. Yeah, and he him, told me he saw you. Yeah, saw him, Kyle Campbell. It was good to see those guys. Um, had a drink with them. Uh, but anyway, long story short is uh, came out hot, and then it just caught up, man. And, uh, you know, LSU is a better team. Almer struggled scoring. They got some got some plays in the air. It's just like they just they shot their load and and it was over. I mean, it was they couldn't do anything else with it. <laughs> I mean, they 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 did everything they could. They, they were done. And uh, LSU came back, and uh, I think that was he needed that one. That was a big one because what he's got coming next two weeks. So he's got next two weeks. He goes to Georgia on Saturday. Yeah. Then he comes here, uh, plays Ole Miss on October the fifteenth. That game, by the way, an eleven a.m. kick. People get are they're they're butthurt about that kickoff time. I'm trying not to be giddy. <laughs> I love it, man. I freaking love <laughs> 11 a.m. Uh, for what I do. Yeah, I get I it. Left, though. I get it for fans. Yeah. I do, I, especially for, if you got drive here. For, for me though, I mean, it was so it was it was so awesome. I left my house at eight thirty, about eight twenty-five. I was in Vault Hemingway press box shortly before nine. Took my computer to the back back there, wrote ten thoughts for two hours. As soon as I heard them singing the national anthem, I went back to my seat, covered a football game, covered the football game. Couldn't even do a lot of the writing until the game was over because it was undecided in the final minute. Yeah. Wrote, did thirty-two minutes on Chase's show. Got in the car. Got in the truck. Got home. Right about the time that the fourth quarter was starting of the two thirty games, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. I mean, I lit the grill, grilled a steak. It was awful because my wife likes my wife likes the steak where the cow is still fighting for its life, <laughs> and I I don't. I like I don't, I don't either. I like medium rare on the medium side of medium rare. Yeah, I call okay? it medium plus. Is what I call it. You like medium, medium rare plus. No, medium. I call it medium plus. You like medium plus. I, just, I like because if you say medium, sometimes it'll still come out medium rare. Okay. I like it medium, just just medium. I really what I want is I want a medium steak, yeah. but you can't say that anymore. Yeah. I like I like mine somewhere between medium rare and medium. She likes hers where yeah, the cow is just fighting, <laughs> and so I end up taking them off way too early. She loves it that way. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm like, yeah, screw it. It's, I, it's too much trouble. My wife's the same way. It's too much trouble at this point to go cook it again. Yeah. I, I just. Just brown it and give it to her. Yeah, I, she, I, yeah, she ate it I, like, the next day. I, I didn't eat it. <laughs> the, um, but yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, what she ate, had, had there been a vet available, <laughs> the cow would have made it. That's great. <laughs> No, I think uh, they they needed that one. That was a big one. Um, so he's got if he loses those two, yeah. If he loses to uh, at Georgia, loses at Ole Miss, two top ten teams at this point, they're going to make a change in the bye week. I feel very confident. That, okay. I mean, I've heard that from. So I'm just going to tell you that know. I'm just going to tell you that I'm I'm going to I know what's coming next week. I'm going to write about it. Ole Miss people are going to lose their minds all next week. 
all the Alabama media is going to write about Lane Kiffin. I think they're writing about the wrong Ole Miss coach. I think they yep. should be writing about a former Ole Miss coach. I am going to be absolutely mortifiedly shocked. Matter of fact, I'm just going to say Hugh Freeze is going to be the next head coach at Auburn when they decide to make a change. As of this moment? Today. I agree with you. To the point to where? I think he's not only the leader in the clubhouse, I think he's the only person in the clubhouse. Now, they're going to look into some stuff, and I don't know what their feelings are when they find out everything, and they're going to find out everything. If you ask me today, what's today, October 3rd? Yep. Their intentions on October 3rd is hiring Hugh Freeze. I agree. If and when a change is made. Well, change is going to be made. Brian Brian Harson will not be the Auburn well, coach was, next year. You never know. I mean, if he, what if he goes and wins this week? He'd have to beat them and out. He'd have to beat them. You know what them. I'm saying, though? I mean, yeah, he but, starts by – like, it, it, things – it's a weird deal, man. Things change. I mean, we sat here and we I could have told you last week what happens if Missouri beats Georgia and you'd say, get out of here, and it damn near happened. You know what I mean? Like, you got to um, – they they still play the games. But, yeah, I would be uh, – I don't like what they're doing. Um, but – and let me say – because somebody was – one of the guys that worked with me was telling me this the other day. is like, I guess there's like this – somebody was saying something about Lane going to Auburn. Is that a rumor or something? Well, what it, here's what happens. Because Kiffin moves the dial from a media standpoint. I mean, you put Lane's name in your headline. You put Lane's picture on your photo. It's going to get clicks. People like to talk about Lane Kiffin. They are obsessed with his social media. They are obsessed with stuff that happened years ago, etc. And so they just go with it. And so, yes, media that are looking for clicks, all you need is for someone to go, yeah, you know, I mean. And look, if you're Auburn, yeah, do you kick the tires on Lane Kiffin? Of course. You, yeah. I'm, but I'm, Lane, but I, that, that it, I've said this a thousand times. It's a bad fit for Lane. It's a bad fit for Auburn. It makes If you think about what's happened at Auburn, it makes no sense at all. Dude, he's not going. No. So stop asking. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It, it, you no, know, he's, but he's not. He's not going to Auburn. Now, I think he's made that pretty clear. But Lane's never going to be the guy that stands. And why should you? I mean, yeah, I, I, mean I wouldn't let him talk. Like if I was Lane, I'd be like, yeah. I, hell, look, he's got the best agent in the business. Of course. Okay. If he's his never, name gets floated out there, yeah. if something, look, they float names. And look, Jimmy gets three percent of what Lane makes. Mm-hmm. All right. What's he making now? Seven and a half. Is that what? Yeah. You're, all right. He's going to get more. All right, so that's an extra two. He's going to float his name to get him an extra two and a half. Yeah. All right, 3% of 10 is more than 3% of 7.5. Of course. And all you, if all you have to do is pick up the phone and say, hey, uh, I'm, I'm working on, what do you think about Lane to uh, Lane to Auburn? Yeah, I don't even think he has if to. If that's all you have to do to get $10 million, sure, I'll make that phone call. And I don't even think he has to do it. But, you know, if you're Lane, there's, there's no incentive for anybody in today's environment where coaches like Paul Christ are getting fired and, Early October. Take it when you can get it, bro. There's there's no incentive to go, look, I'm never leaving here, okay? Never. I'm here forever. You don't have to pay me anymore. I'm good. I'm, I'm going to give away my leverage. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm who, with you. Who, who the hell's doing that? I can save all the suspense, though. If everything checks out and everybody's everybody's on the same page, Hugh Freeze will be the next head coach at Auburn. I, I, if everything checks out and everybody's hunky-dory and everybody's on the same page. I think I agree. I would be, and I want to make this clear, too. I have not talked to Hugh. Yeah. Okay, so this ain't coming from that. Um, haven't talked to him since before the season started. So, 
Um, you know, if you make this a bidding war between Rain and Auburn, oh, we could do it to keep you. You know, we could do it. I, I'd do it for cheaper. Um, but I also think that has something to do with it too. All right, if you're paying Gus, what was it, thirty or whatever we came up with the other day that they had to pay Gus, it was, you got about, it was, it was roughly twenty, and yeah. they're going to owe Harson sixteen. It's fifteen, sixteen. What uh, a lot. It's a lot of money. All right, Hugh doesn't need. Hugh's not going to get ten million dollars. No. So you're saving. You know, you got. I mean, look. It's still and a, in a world where they're going to hire Kiffin, and for the record, I'm saying in a hypothetical world, they're going to need a lot more than that. It's going to be ten million dollars. Yeah, he would need. I think he now would he entertain it? Yeah, you go throw him a Jimbo contract, he'd entertain it. Speaking of, yeah. Speaking of, you've been reading Twitter. No, no, not reading Twitter. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to make this very clear. I don't have to send him a tweet. I'll just text him or call him. He'll text me back. Jimbo? No, she said if you tweet at, tweet at him, he'll send you a DM, Tyler. I said, I, I got a cell number. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this Jimbo Fisher tenure at Texas A&M is – I joked about it this morning on the Oxford Exxon podcast, but I, I've subsequently found out that I'm, I'm, I was more right than I was joking. We are a bad snap on second and five, a missed field goal, a K.J. Jefferson fumble, not happening, away from real meltdown in, in College Station. Well, I think the meltdown's there. I just think you can't afford it. $86 million. I, I understand that. I, I'm, all I can say is this. If I'm Jimbo, I'm making sure that everything is straight. I'm making sure that every T is crossed and every I is dotted. I know where you're going. Because, listen, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but they didn't just lose in Starkville. They didn't just lose in Starkville. They got they got popped in Starkville. Now, maybe Mississippi State's really good. We'll see. Going to start finding out about a lot of teams. Yeah, no, they so. blew them out, and I think the score was a little bit worse. I mean, Texas A&M contributed to that score for sure. Sure, they got to go play Alabama. They might catch a break because Bryce Young, Nick Saban said today that Bryce Young is day to day. Yeah, we can talk about that in a minute. I got some stuff okay. there. So I don't know whether they're going to catch Bama without Bryce and Bama with Bryce and Bama without Bryce. They're different or different teams. Yep. Um, they get. Uh, they still got to play Ole Miss. They still have to play Florida. They still have to play LSU. It doesn't get a lot easier for Texas A&M. And if the losses keep piling up, and if they and, and look, they're back. Johnson's hurt. They don't know whether he's available this week. Got to go back to the other kid. He's been. Yeah, he sprayed it when he got in. Well, he's probably been spending the last two weeks investigating potential openings for him. All right. This thing could fall apart. And if it does, given the amount of investment that's happening there, I'm just saying is all I'm saying. Well, no, I mean, look, well, that's what Tennessee decided to do, right? They they, give, they, they give, did. They got Jeremy Pruitt got a contract extension after week six, and they decided to fire him at the end of the season, and their own people turned him in on things. Um, so, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be Ross right now either where someone goes, hey, why exactly did we do this contract? Would it have been the end of the world if he left for LSU? Yeah, I, I don't know. Because what happens is, and, what, and I'm not picking on Ross for doing it either. But what you see is, and Chase talked about this this morning, and he's exactly right, you see the difference between the rational take in the middle of June because the games aren't getting played. 
Right. Right. And I tell you in June, hey man, you uh you're gonna you're gonna lose to uh App State. You're gonna struggle but beat Miami. You're gonna kinda get fortunate and beat Arkansas. You're gonna get popped at Mississippi State. You're gonna go, Oh, that's bad. But okay, yeah, but you know, we're 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 figuring this out. We're bringing in all this talent. Eventually, we're just going to overwhelm people with talent the way that Alabama does, the way that Georgia does. That's what we're, that's what we're in the path of doing. So that sounds terrible, but it'd be okay. And then you go through it. You lose to App State, and everyone makes fun of you. You barely beat Miami, and you sort of know, oh, God. You watch the Arkansas thing happen, and you're like, we got really fortunate. You go to Mississippi State and you get whacked. No, I mean, I and all get of a sudden it. now it's the emotion of it. And you're like, this doesn't work. Yeah, you can't make you. Well, my suggestion would be don't make an emotional eighty-six million dollar emotional decision. I wouldn't do that. But here's the thing that you know, I like look being realist and looking at the whole picture. The one thing he has done a great job of is assembling a roster. He's got good coaches around him. At the end of the day, and I was talking about this this morning, if you go through the roster, they have NFL players at every single position but one. And it's the one that touches the ball every play. So that's problem one. Two is, you know, schematically and what they're doing, I mean, because, you know, Max Johnson's holding on the ball for like six seconds back there. I, I, one time it was like four and a half seconds. I mean, sometimes it looks like Brian Ferentz is, is honeymooning, like he's <laughs> double dipping. But that offense is antiquated. The simple answer, the simple answer is to you have all these athletes go get a spread, get in a spread system and use it because that's what you talking about. H ain't being a mother now. Yeah, go put him in a spread offense and let him run. Sure, you know, and because he is a bad dude. Um, but Jimbo has all the control here, right? And he's got all the all the he's got all the control because all he can say is fire me. Now, what you I get what you're saying now. Maybe A and M. Find something to be like, look, because what he's doing from a program building standpoint is elite. It's just not the results aren't transferring on the field. Why is it not? You got to look at why is it not transferring on the field? Well, it's offense production. That's it. It's not defense. It's offensive production. And so you, you, well, you have he, a chance he, to get that because it's not personnel. So I look at it, though, right? I look at it and I look around the league and I look at, uh, I look at Ole Miss. I look at Kentucky. All right, let's look, look. You brought up a good point right there. You just didn't realize it. Look at the Kentucky game. All right, Kentucky played Ole Miss, and we'll get into that game in a minute. Mm-hmm. But do you realize Kentucky only punted twice? I guess I didn't until now. All right. If Ole Miss goes and plays a game and doesn't punt twice, only punch twice, how many points do they score? Oh, God. In, in the 40s minimum. When you run that kind of offense, okay, it's very they're similar. You have to be so efficient because the game has changed, man. The sure. game has changed. Sure. And it's not like you used to be able to say, oh, these matchups here, there, there, there. No. Now when you are the pro-style grind it, four yards cloud in the dust, you are the rare. You are the rarity. <clears throat> I mean, hell, I heard people on the uh, – I listened to Chase's show um, this morning. I guess I was trying to catch up from the other day. From Saturday. When there are people talking about how Will Levis sucks. Did you did the the people because it you get I mean you get that opinion because you feel like they don't do anything. The guy was like I don't know I don't know his stats, but he only threw like six incompletions he was the like whole day. Eighteen of twenty four for yeah. two twenty and, and and two scores. But 
Does that make sense? Like you don't. Yeah, the whole Will Levis sucks deal. But it appears that way because everything's just so slow, and you have to be so he's perfect. He's got one flaw that he's got to fix. Yeah, he's got he's got to get rid of the football. It's it. Well, he doesn't, and we'll we'll talk about that game, yeah. man, because I got some stuff I want to say. He's a standing statue. He he doesn't even use his skills. I mean, he he was taking hits unnecessarily. He even had to take hits. Um, but does that make sense though? What I'm trying to say is yeah, like sure. you have to be so damn efficient. Like, what if I told you, hey, Ole Miss has a score. They can only punt once today to win the game. You're not feeling good about their game. But when you lose a game and you only punt twice. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. I remember when we played the one I used to get. I still, to this day, I'm still legitly pissed about is in 2012, we played Vanderbilt here, and I don't think we punted the whole day, but we kicked 47 freaking field goals in the red zone instead of going for touchdowns, and they were scoring touchdowns. We were stopping them, but they scored a couple touchdowns. You lose the game. Offense efficiency is, is a real thing, and uh, the game has changed so much that you can't, when you have those kind of athletes, you're actually doing something foreign to them by bringing – because they're playing spread offenses in high school, right? So you're doing something foreign by making them play pro style in college. Um, I just think he'll never give up the power, I don't think, because that's what he does. But if they – like I said the other day, it's a, well, instead of paying $86 million, go pay Jeff Levy $20 million and go in there and, and, and spread it out. I'm just going to tell you that they are not going to be as patient with him as the contract indicates that they'll be. I'll read between the lines. I can, I'm good at that. I don't know that, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. The, there's certain there's they, certain people you watch a little bit as it pertains to that program to see how they're reacting. And it's just interesting. Yeah. Well, they got they got an interesting one this week. So, All right. You want to get to the road to Boise? <clears throat> I do. First, uh, tell people a little bit. A word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts. It's a life-changer for me. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, affordable, entirely online. Get matched with a the therapist after filling out a brief survey. You can switch therapists anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. Yeah, let's talk about the road to Boise. Because the road to Boise a week ago, a week ago, you came in here kind of all puffed up. I was. I was Georgia. You were like. I was Georgia on the, going to Missouri. You were like, got this. All we have to do now is just show up, roll the picks out, and giggle all the way. I wasn't prepared. You know, I did. I had a bad week of practice. Um, I really was just going through the motions. I forgot what got me to where I was. And I showed up on the road in front of a hostile environment mm-hmm. and got my ass handed to me. Mm-hmm. So you did last week, Neil. You were six and five, but more importantly, you hit your money line. Thank you to Brett Bielema to Illinois Illini. Let's go! And you were plus two point two units. Da-da-da. I, on the other hand, Da-da-da. was three Da-da-da. six and two. 
I lost three units. So overall, Neil, you were 23, 26, and 1, and you were minus 1.1 unit. I have slipped miserably back to 24, 24, and 2, and I'm plus 0.73 units. So the difference is, is I'm still up 1.83 units, and I want to let everyone know that I will be, I've, I've learned my lesson. I'm back to practice. Sometimes when Give you a great effort. Sometimes when you lose momentum, you can't get it back. Oh, I'm, but I'm different. <clears throat> well, that's for sure. I'm different. I like. I. I, I know. I've learned no my one, lesson. No one's arguing that. Uh, I will come back with a vengeance this week. I, to the point to where um, late, I was so embarrassed about my performance this weekend that I started studying uh, late last night. Yeah. Um, but all kidding aside, probably the worst uh, since I've been doing this for what three years since I've been not coaching. The worst Saturday I've ever had in my life. I mean, it was damn near comical. So I won, uh, bet the Ole Miss game, won it. Bet the Oklahoma State game, won it. I was like, oh, this shit's easy. And then, and then she started. All right. I had, I get just, I mean, this is on the picks, off the picks. I lost 10 straight bets of my own on Saturday. I mean, I couldn't damn win one. I was like, this is a damn joke. But on Sunday, I made it up on Sunday, got a little crazy, did yep. what I did yeah. what I said not to do. Started pressing a little bit. I did yeah. go four and zero yesterday on my bets. Um, I did the two that I tied. Actually, I um, I bought the half a point on the Bills and the uh, Vikings yesterday. Won those. Won the money line last night. And then thanks to you, sir, because I, uh, I, I like to bet. I won on the uh, Raiders yesterday. So I went four and zero yesterday and caught back up. Yeah, I went. Uh, let's see. I missed on Washington versus UCLA. I missed on Minnesota versus Purdue. Missed bad on that. I we're gonna go. I want you to go to the games too. Okay. Before you get going. Okay. Uh, did you watch the Washington game? Uh, no, I did not. Dude. Can I tell you how pathetic I, I was Friday? Would you go to bed at six? Close. <laughs> I was asleep by 845. Are you serious? Yep. Well, I wasn't far. But I actually watched the I mean, game. I had, I had nothing else to do. I didn't. You didn't watch the Braves game? I did not. I, 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 I didn't. I just I went to bed. Um, Washington, every time I bet, all the way back when he was in Indiana, Michael Penix Jr. at this at Washington now. Yeah. If I bet against him, he looks like freaking Steve Young. And if I bet for him, he looks like Tyler Siski. I mean, it was – he was just throwing the ball to the other team, man. I don't even know what he was doing. Like, he had money on the game. UCLA kicked the shit out of him. Wasn't even a game. All right, you had Minnesota minus 12 at Purdue. Did you watch that one or they were hosting Purdue? Uh, that was at the same time of Ole Miss, Kentucky. And I did so, not no, watch I was either. watching Ole Miss and Kentucky. But it was apparently a complete disaster well, for the row of the boaters. Yeah, the row of the boaters got beat by 10. And then a game I did watch, and this started my – this was part of my early meltdown Saturday on the wagers, but I was just glad they won. Uh, South Alabama did not cover but won. Uh, they were favored by eight and a half, and they won by three. Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to see any of that? I uh, was following it. I did not get a chance to see it, but I was following it along. Yeah, look – I, His I got stuck on now. Missouri. I got stuck on Missouri, Georgia, a lot. That was pretty compelling television. Yeah, um, Kane's name's going to end up coming up. Yes, because tell you, this coaching carousel is going to kick up, and there's going to be guys moving. Um, they're, I think, they're going to be favored in every game they play from here on out. I don't think they're going to be underdogs in any game they play. I don't know what would open that he would be advised to take. I don't either, but I'm just saying we don't know what's going to open either because of the way the right. dominoes fall. But right. um, 
Dude, he's – I mean, can you imagine him going 11-1 and one at South? It's possible. Now, my advice would be if he goes 11-1 to shit and get because <laughs> there ain't nowhere else to go. Um, but you'd have that on your resume. And he's a young guy. Yeah, it's dude. all put together. Everything's, pretty good, everything's solid. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, then you started your winning streak. You had Maryland minus eight and a half against my fighting Spartans. Terps. Terps got them. Yep. Oregon minus 17. Squeaky cover, but they covered. Yeah, they covered. They hey, covered. After, after some of the disasters. Yeah. It was, it was, you almost got backdoored there, too, did you know? But front doored. Yeah. And then um, I thought they were going to go for two, but they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> and then actually, you, I, actually, I woke up on Sunday like at four something in the morning. Started counting before I, well, before I could go back to sleep, I asked Siri who won the Oregon game, and she told me, and I was like, what was that line? <laughs> and I just kept thinking, what was that line? And so I couldn't decide if I'd gotten it right or not. I had to double look because it was like 40s and 20s. Um, and then you had Illinois plus 220 against the last game of Paul Christ. That made for a nice Saturday because they were cruising like all along, and they pulled away. I'm like, I'm going to win my money line game, which is oh, good. They were fired up. Oh yeah, you let me know. Well, let me know during the game. Like I was like, you know, I was like, damn. All right, uh, so you well, went, I was pretty fired up. You went three Illini. and three in college, won your money line. So that yep. was that was a good good Saturday. All right, so I also had to watch the game, lost that, and then um, a game which hopefully, look, I didn't help a lot last week, but one thing I did make very clear last week was for all the Ole Miss fans to to emotionally hedge and take Kentucky plus seven. Um, and then and the under and the yeah the, we got lucky on that one. Um, but look, I went to I got some thoughts on the Ole Miss game. Um, I was I was excited first time I've seen an all twenty two like that in a long time. So I I enjoy that. So were I'm, you at the game? I was at the game. Okay, I went and sat. Had great. Uh, my man Eddie Grant hooked us up. I was in the uh, Kentucky family. Section. Oh, that's right. You told me that. But I was in uh, whatever section that was. I think it was R. But I was the. Uh, the tunnel was right directly right behind me. And so, you know, a lot of people were standing up. So I could stand up and move around. I wouldn't didn't feel like I was – it was awesome. It was a good seat for there. Um, but uh, anyway, what a game. I mean, like if you're a college football fan, I mean, that's a, that was a exciting game. I thought the atmosphere was unbelievable. Yep. Um, I thought the Kentucky fans traveled unbelievable. There was a lot of Kentucky fans there. They did. They brought a ton of people. It was. It was. Listen, I thought it was a fantastic atmosphere. Unbelievable. It was great. Flyover was awesome. Um, Ole Miss does better in the daytime. It's better atmosphere. Yeah, they're not as drunk. It's exactly what it is. But I mean, it's cool. I mean, when you get hammered you and you sit in the stands, nobody can understand what you, you're cheering. And you come down off of that Hi, a little bit. You get, you get tired. Hi, Kai. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I thought the and Lane said this this morning. I thought the fans were more effect. It was loud, dude. I thought they had more effect on the game than they normally do. Now, granted, I haven't been to any games. That was the first game I'd been back in Hemingway since since I was there last time. Since I was coaching there, mm-hmm. um, that was the loudest I have ever heard that stadium in that game, with the exception of. <laughs> The 31 seconds that we led against Alabama after DK caught his <laughs> before the I mean that was electric at that, that 13 seconds after that uh, after that touchdown was pretty electric but yep. that, that was loud but thought the atmosphere was great um, from the actual game standpoint we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I, I text you this. I thought the offensive game plan, Ole Miss's offensive game plan, starting the game was a work of art. I thought, you know, I don't know if it's Lane. I don't know if it's uh, Charlie. I don't know who whose responsibility that was. But And I'm going to get a little football geeky here, and I told you this, and you were like, what the hell are you saying? But <laughs> So I'm going to explain it. Um, they kind of came out – Almost, they predicted the. Not only did they predict what Kentucky was going to come out in, but they also had their adjustments in the first half predicted. And so you saw Ole Miss hitting the crossers right on the passing early in the se- early yeah, in the game. Yeah. So what they were doing is they were using the motions to pull because they were playing basically they were playing eight man front, but they were playing a lot of zone early in the game. But with those motions, they were pulling the flat covers defender down to cover the the speed motion for the run and they were going play action and then hitting the crosser and it takes time to develop so you got to give credit to the offensive line for holding up to hit those deep crossers over the top of where the flat coverage defender got pulled from because they were blowing the top off with the corner with the you know with the receiver on the post and they kept hitting the crossers and it was a thing of beauty man and they kept hitting that so they had the first drive, and they go down there, and they score whatever it was, and they score. Well, then Kentucky, and that's what I text you. I said they gotta they gotta adjust to man coverage, or they're in trouble. They'll hit these, they'll they'll pick them apart with these big plays. So they did, and when they went to man coverage, they started going speed sweep motions. And here's what that does: one is I, but when you go, if you're not running a crawl, and you saw this late in the game too, they didn't know whether they usually you bump those things right, and yep. and then. The backers were trying because you're you're changing strengths, okay. So the backers are responsible. One, you know they call it banjo. 
So a banjo, usually in man coverage, you have two backers that are responsible for that back. If he goes out that way, this backer has him and he's free. If it goes that way, this backer has him and he's free. But when you go the speed sweep motion and the ball snapped right when he's in the middle, now you got both guys trying to react. Well, and that's when they started hitting. Like when Quinshawn hit his run, the reason he hit – I mean, I love Quinshawn to death. I think he's really good. But 84% of the people listening to this podcast could at least got 25 yards on those because there was nobody left – there was nobody home because they left on the motions. The, back, the people who were supposed to be filling the gaps were, were, were eye candy with the motions. And they had them so messed up with those speed sweep motions and formation adjustments um, to the point to where when they did get them in third down, I think Ole Miss hit a couple of third downs in the game. Kentucky wasn't even, even had the call. They didn't even know where they were. They were looking at the sideline for calls because of the tempo really affecting. I thought the first half game plan was literally it was a work of art. Now, like I told, I actually texted you this during the game. Yeah, I said they're going to go in at halftime, and this is, and I said they're going to start cutting crossers, and that's what they did. And they're going to basically – Kentucky basically – and this is the reason the pick was thrown. This is the reason that, you know, Dart made a couple of throws that were unbelievable um, on the crosser. But the reason they were covered is because they were said, okay, look, we're going to give you this flat route for the check down. And that would force Dart to go through his whole progression. So they're basically – their second half game plan was to force Dart to go through his whole progression. And would he be patient enough to do it? Well – and they didn't run the ball quite effectively in the second half because guys were just staying at home and saying, look, you're just going to beat us underneath. Now, he could have checked the ball down all day long if he wanted to. Um, he, he started liking those crossers a little bit and threw some balls that he got one picked, uh, threw some that were tipped, that if he had a little bit of air on it, but it wasn't a terrible read. I, I, I don't disagree with it. I like the decision. Just the ball was a little bit flat. But I thought he played fine um, probably, and that's kind of what you want from him. Um, but both teams had – it was just a great game, man. Yeah. Both teams had a chance to put the game away. Yep. You know, if they don't throw the pick at the end of the first half, I don't know if it's not over then. Right. You know, if they score on that drive. Yeah, Lane talks about that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's already done his deal today? Yeah. Um, and then Kentucky had their chances in the second half. And then, you know, you hear all the talk from both sides, obviously. You know, well, Kentucky should have won the game, but they didn't. Okay? And, and the thing I would stay for, you know – in SEC games, especially when you got two teams, two really good, and I would call them evenly matched teams going against each other, somebody has to make plays to win the game. And at the end of the day, you can call it what you want to call it. You can be as fair or as not fair as you want to be. Ole Miss made the plays. Ole Miss's defense made the two plays yep. that counted when they when they needed to. Yep. Period. And and on the play where Kentucky appeared ready to make the play, the, the quarterback got the ball snapped too quickly. They weren't set, and it, yeah, it, so, it came back. You know – and I told you before we started today, I said, if I, from a coaching standpoint, I wouldn't be frustrated with the fumbles as much as I would. The one that would frustrate, because fumbles are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the guys just made plays. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't being careless with the ball or anything like that. They both both times were just great plays by the defense. Um, But the one I would be pissed about is right at the end when they got called for false start or, or illegal motion because, uh, what was Martu's name? I keep forgetting his name. For who? Kentucky. Oh, uh, 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 number two. The receiver that was going on. Brown. Brown. You know, he runs all the way down. For some down. reason, I was thinking he was number five. Anyway, go ahead. He, w- he had run the long screen down there, right? And they tried to go tempo right after that. And Levis was trying to hurry up, and I'll explain to the fans what he was doing because I could see it, and I was like, oh, shit, they got him. They got him. They got him. The corner had not got out there yet, and he was late arriving. So he was not going to have leverage or anything like that. He basically had a free throw 
an, it's not a free throw, but an easier completion because the DB had not gotten in a position yet. He was trying to hurry mm-hmm. to get it snapped, but at the same time, he's looking that direction, waiting on him to get set. If he waits another half a second and it's set, we're having a different conversation today. Yeah. But you know what? He didn't. If my aunt had balls, she would be my uncle. He didn't. Okay, you like that one? Feels like he was a little strong yeah. for the well, – That's the, true. The, the. Um, and then the other thing I do like about the game, some fans don't like this. I love it. And in it. today's environment, we might get in trouble for that because – No, know. they will probably put us – in today's <laughs> environment, they'll probably put us on the front page of YouTube with talking about that, right? Um, <laughs> show's canceled. Did, yeah. you, did you just cry or you snot at your nose? <laughs> I think I, I'm not sure. All right, but – all kidding aside, it's like some fans don't like it. I kind of I like it. I thought that I thought that um, the officials let them play. You know, they did not call the face mask when uh, at the end of the game, the game's over with. But the drive before that, there was pass interference on somebody, and they didn't call it. On, it was like a fourth down play, or it was a big play in the game, and he ran right through him early, and they didn't call it. Good, let them play. Uh, they did not. They did. The officials did not show up. Like they, you know, they didn't even think about reviewing the targeting, which I didn't think was targeting. I mean, it was probably actually textbook targeting. But let him play, man. The guy leaves his feet. Let him play. There, you can't defend himself. I actually thought what happened I thought it was a well officiated game. I, 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 they, they missed the, they missed the face mask on Judkins. Yep. On that third down run, that. But they missed fifteen holdings yeah. on Ole Miss. You know what I mean? It like is. they, they let him play. They let him play. They, they were, they were. They were uh, very conservative with dropping flags, and that's what you want to see. It's fine, right? I thought on the Finley, the Finley play. I thought they actually applied, and I applaud them for this. They applied common sense yeah. to the rule. Now, it because was, technically, it was targeting. Technically, it was targeting. Yeah, I mean, before anybody loses their mind, let me explain what I'm saying. If you pull the rule book out it's one, and two, you three. read it, yeah, it's targeting. Yeah, now. Was AJ launching at Levis's head? No. no. AJ was already kind of down. Levis lowered his level. Yeah. Levis was diving to get the first down. AJ was trying to hit him. And it worked out where instead AJ knocked the ball out. And and but was it technically targeting? Yes. Yeah. Should they rewrite that rule? Yes. And that was but I just, you know, I prefer like letting them play, like that's SEC football, man. I mean, yes. there's holding on every play on yes. both sides. Yes. Um, you know, the and they're there's only going to there's going to be physicality on the yeah. edges. It just is. They're only going to call it if it's egregious. Okay. Like I know that there was a PI or a holding that extended a uh, extended a drive. Well, the freaking corner was was snow skiing or water skiing behind the receiver on a dig route. They're going to call that. Right, because yeah, he had yeah he, he had, grabbed and the he, and the receiver. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the back judge or whoever that is, the side judge, could what, was right in front of him. He could see key. him pulling. It's his key. Yeah, and he's going to throw that every flag. time. Um, but uh, but anyway, long story short is um, yeah, somebody. It was said, the game that I thought it was going to be. Harmon said, "Explain to me how Kentucky wide receiver that fumbled out of bounds had a catch, but he's uh, catching quarter one wasn't so." Heath's catch was right in front of me for whatever reason. He did not ever have control. He never finished. I saw – I was like, I was surprised they called that complete. 
he never they're going you, you're forced to make the completion all the way to the ground um and he lost it when before he even hit the ground he was losing it so that ball was out um i don't know which one he's talking about when he says i vaguely remember but i can't i i just the kentucky guy yeah once, out of bounds. yeah I, there was a play where kentucky got a catch and and when you looked at it on review, oh, it, it sort one. of looked like the ball was moving, but I don't know. Yeah, now that one, no, I, that was in front of me too. I know what he's talking about now. That was a, in my opinion, that was an incomplete pass. Right. Um, I was actually shocked. Now, they went to go look at it again. That was yeah. in the middle of the third and fourth quarter. They had that big break. Right. And it took forever. Um, I was shocked that, one, they took freaking five minutes before they went to review it. It was, it was forever. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was incomplete as well. But look, I've, I've said this, college officials are going to miss calls. It's not going to be as well officiated but that was as, as good, an NFL game. But that was I, as good as you could hope I for. I thought they did fine. Yeah, that was as good as you could hope for. I thought anytime they don't freaking make it a, a flag-throwing contest, I'm, I'm all in on that. It was what I thought that game would be. Two really good teams, two programs that are winning a bunch. And they played a really good game. No, I, it, it I, was. I, I thought I had Ole Miss by four. They won by three. That was about what I expected. I said it was going to come down to a kick. I just didn't know it was going to be uh, – <laughs> I knew it was going to be a three-point game. I just didn't know which way. Yeah. But, yeah, the uh, Kentucky had its issues with long snappers or short snappers, I guess you could say. Um, but, look, those were two good football teams. And regardless – and this is the thing you got to keep in reality. Regardless of what happened within that game, those are two good football teams that are going to win a lot of games. We are uh, brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day. The taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, more than 40 ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or uh, Ridgeland. And uh, also, let Walk-Ons take care of all your tailgating needs this season. Inquire today about their family and friends bundles and their tailgate platters. You can order online or on their convenient Walk-Ons app. All right. Um, you want to talk about this Tua thing? Yeah, because I think you and I are going to disagree on this again. Are we? I don't know. You you last week were cool with him coming back into the game. Um, I'm not a fan of them making this a publicity stunt. What do you mean? Um, the NFL, like, a, there's too many. Well, one thing I told you this. Look, I'm a realist. I. I I've learned this lesson a long time ago. When I woke up on Friday morning and I saw that we had another 400 million uh, neurologists in the country on Twitter, um, nobody knows what happened. And so when all these people get pissed off, like, look, I will get pissed off when all the facts are out there. But nobody knows all the facts. Like nobody, nobody that's complaining about this or talking about this has seen an MRI. Nobody that's talking about this did anything with a concussion protocol test. Um, my thing is this, where I kind of get pissed off over Friday, Saturday, where I was a little pissed off about it, not pissed off, but just like peeved, irritated, irritated. There you go. Yeah. Is the most likely outcome. Like nobody even wanted to talk about probably the most realistic outcome. Like this is not the Miami Dolphins doctor approving him to go back in. Right. This is a third party NFL. Like, so these people that are talking about McDaniel getting fired and all that stuff. I mean, like. The guy was approved to go back in the game by a third party. You know what I mean? Like, what are sure. you supposed to do? It was a – the guy who approved it was a Miami-based, not hired by the Dolphins, Miami-based 
I guess, neurologist person that is down there to be the third-party guy. Right. And, and he's been let go. He won't work anymore in NFL games. Exactly. Okay. Like, he doesn't care. He, he You know, he doesn't want his name dragged. Have we heard his name yet? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. Now, why would you not release the guy's name? There's this thing called slander. Because he, you know, like there's, there seems, there feels like there's more to this. Um, but here's my deal. It's so like you, you think this may have just all been a coincidence that, well, he, well, here's that he got the, hurt on Sunday and and then came back in, finished the game, and then on Thursday happened to just hit his head the wrong way. Well, here's the most. I mean, like it is a possibility, okay, mm-hmm. that he got cleared medically, okay, and the and the NFL has come out and said this, but nobody, I haven't seen it covered, but once. He went through concussion protocol on Sunday, on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, and then on Thursday. He went through concussion protocol four times. Mm-hmm. And guess how many times he passed it? Well, obviously he passed All it of the whole them. time. Okay, so and, is and, it, and in is fairness it, to the Dolphins, in fairness to the Dolphins, and everybody's doing this with the Dolphins, but they've invested a lot of money into Tua Tungavaloa. If he weren't available to play, or they, if it wasn't safe for him to play, they won't play he him. wouldn't have played. Not in week three. This isn't a Super Bowl. Right. I mean, there's no motivation. Well, if there was ever a spot on the schedule that was a schedule loss anyway, it was Thursday night. Correct. And so, for me, this is the only thing I'm saying. I don't know what happened. I'm not going to pretend like I know what happened. But to go ahead and make all these assumptions, like we got 400 million neurologists out there, okay, when you don't know any of the information that went on, and we got people taking hot takes and taking shots at people, this and that and this and that. But nobody wants to talk about, you know what, maybe he wasn't concussed. And his first concussion was when he got bounced off of his head on the turf on Thursday night. You know, that is a possibility as well. But nobody even wants to bring that up. They just assume he was concussed because we have all these experts that know what concussions are, all right, and that, you know, we wanted him to win, so we went out and put his, put his life in danger. I, I just – I'm not ready to go that until – now, you show me that he was concussed and he was hidden, I'm with you. But don't make assumptions because you know what assuming will do, right? Yes, Coach Brent, Coach. Uh... Bartlett used to tell us that at Ruston High School. By the way, congratulations to Ruston. I uh, beat Neville uh, on Friday nights. Always good to beat Neville. Go Bearcats. Are you, okay, we didn't touch on this for a minute. Yep. Bryce Young. Yep. Your money line game uh, was Arkansas plus like 575. And for a moment there, I thought, son of a gun, he's going to get it. Dude, at first, like I was, I was getting slandered on my pick for a long time. And then everybody got quiet when that shit got close. And then I got slandered again when they blew it back open. That's okay. I'll take it. Bryce Young left that game in the second quarter. He did not return. Did not return. Uh, what What do you know about Bryce Young? Because I mean, obviously, if this is if this is a, a major injury, this is a game changer in the SEC West. Like this is a. I think it's going to. I think you got a little clue with like the diagnosis or the public diagnosis. First of all, the public diagnosis, diagnosis, and the real diagnosis are probably two different things. Sure. All right. So you can take that with a grain of salt. But that injury, I've coached three quarterbacks with it. Um, Bo Wallace was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Applin was one. Um, and A.J. McCarron was one. And um, regardless of what happens, now, I don't I'm, – again, I'm not a doctor. I didn't see it. I haven't seen the MRI. But he, I imagine he got an MRI on Saturday night when he got back. Um, but any injury like that is probably going to end up being rotator cuff labor-related. Um He's going to have to get shot up. You know, and you look at, like, I remember when A.J. got had his. A.J. did not throw a ball at all during the week. Not one. For, like, this went on for weeks. 
and get shot up on on Saturday and go play. But here's the problem with it: is the number that you can get a quarter zone shot on and Wednesday. Bo was never the same quarterback again. Yeah, no, Bo was Bo. Now let me tell you what Bo Wallace's. Let me tell you something. His was bad, 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 bad. That's a tough dude now. Oh yeah. Let me tell you something. You can say a lot uh, of things. You he, can say whatever you want to say about Bo. Absolutely. It's one something. of the reasons that a lot of the people in the media, like me, I pushed back on the good Bo, bad Bo thing. I love me some Bo Wallace because that dude right there, you talking about going to, going to war with somebody? Like he's if we go fight somebody, I want that dude on my team. Sure, I understand. But he was never the same quarterback. He never threw with the same velocity again. But, and you saw it. Now, once you get it fixed and all that, sure, season, next sure. year's a different deal. But this is the what you're going to get. Regardless of what happens – especially this early in the year, every single week that goes by, his velocity is going to come off and off and off and off and off. And Bryce Young is not a big velocity guy to begin with. You know, people don't realize that. He doesn't – he's a touch guy. And also, you you got to start thinking about – you got to protect him in the run game. You you got to – you you can't let him be getting hit all the time well, and slammed him to the him. ground. And That one was on him. He, he had an opportunity, one, to get rid of the football, or two, just get tackled. But he put himself, and, and you tell quarterbacks that all times, like you can't – it was a bad decision to be even in that position. Where right. he was, he should either A, he should have just gave up and got himself tackled, or B, thrown the ball away. He should have never put himself in that position. So if I was pissed at anybody, I'd be pissed at him for, for putting himself in that position. Um, and that's something that you, you know, like I always tell quarterbacks, is you got to know when to cut your losses. I mean, they they ended up winning that game. Arkansas took some chances defensively late trying to kind of get back into it, and it led yeah. to some big plays. But they were not the same team without Young. And obvious, duh. Yeah. But it does make you wonder, like, if he's limited or if he can't go. Because here's the thing about Alabama that is surprising. They're nowhere near as elite on defense as we all thought they would be. They're pretty damn good now. But they, they're giving points up. I, I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to write them off on defense. Okay. Look, I think I think they're good. Um, I mean, you look at the game the other day. They did. I mean, they you get the ball on the four yard line after a bad snap. There, shit you can do about that. You sure. Know what I mean, I mean sure. they've been put in some bad positions too. But um, the but the shoulder thing with a shoulder is the the note. What he said it was when they say it's a sprain, a shoulder sprain. They're not really going to go into detail. That tells me that he's going to attempt to come back and play at some point in time. The thing that concern not concerns you, but the the in the thing of intrigue is the game is different today, right? All these kids with the NIL and this guy's gonna be an NFL player. Mm-hmm. He's got all these people around him. What if it has to be fixed? You tell him, hey, you can play the rest of the year, but you gotta fix it at the end of the year and you know you're going to the NFL. And you start getting people in your – you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's going to be interesting to me. Well, because, you know – Because I think it's I – mean, something like that usually has to be fixed. And if he got it fixed now, he'd be ready to roll by the time the – I just don't – who's who's around him, who's in his ear. Yeah. Um, my guess – my guess watching him is that he is going to ma- try to manage it and play all season. I would be shocked if he didn't. Uh, most competitors do. Yeah. Um, and look, I've had the injury. You shoot that thing up on Wednesdays with – uh, quarter zone about every two weeks and you take a shot right in the shoulder and you will feel like you're 15 years old and it makes bad noises it's but you can rip it but every single week it's going to go down and down yeah. and down and you're going to lose strength in and it. there's a lot of season left a lot of season left so um but look he's a competitor now when you talk about playing milro okay well 
everybody's like, well, you know, this and that. Look, they got they got plenty of offense and stuff for him, but they weren't going to show it then, one, because he probably hasn't practiced it the whole week. Right. But you give him a full week, they're going to be running a lot of quarterback runs. That stuff's in the offense. Uh, the offense hasn't changed since 2009. All right, people think – Yeah, you, you just can't scrap everything and go, okay, hey, guys, here's what we installed all week. This is what we worked on. Now let's scrap it because we got a new quarterback in. It doesn't work like yeah. that. Um, I think Milrow – somebody's asking a question, why, why Milrow and not Ty Simpson uh, – because you saw what happened if Ty be, – being fair, if Ty Simpson was playing that game, he couldn't do what Milrow did on third and 17. He's not ripping 177 yards off. And that, was the, that was the play of the day. Yeah, that changed the whole game. If they don't convert there, I, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go full take. I think if they don't convert that play and they have to punt in that moment, I think Arkansas wins. It's definitely it – I would have definitely liked to see what had happened, see what had happened was. Um, but – you know, the part of the problem, when they started ripping off those long runs after that, they were going cover zero and they were out of gaps and they were bad misaligned on some things uh, formationally. But um, they're going to do some read zones, some some power reads and some things like that. But he is not a – he's not a phenomenal passer. He's not very accurate. And when you don't have the receivers that they've had in the past to help him out, that's where it would, would become interesting uh, to me. Well, that's where next week gets – Pretty damn fascinating for them. Uh, I still don't think you talking about at week, Tennessee at two weeks. That would be now. That's the other thing. Do you play? Do you let Bryce rest this week and get it back? Because look, whenever he decides to throw, the shit's gonna hurt. Okay, and it's not. He can sit right here and look at you and be fine. It's this motion right here. When you get your arm up and you do any kind of sublux like that, it, it's painful. Look at you, sublux. Well, I'm. I'm a. I've. I've been through some injuries, um, but I just think it's. Uh, it's going to be interesting to me. I think if he doesn't play, which we'll never know, I, I will try to get the under this week in their game. Okay. So, like, 52. Um. All right, some other games that you wanted to talk about. We, yeah. Georgia Tech fires their coach. How about that? Brent Key gets the interim gig, leads them to a, uh, a win <sighs> at Pittsburgh, a real emotional thing for Brent Key. Who would have ever thought that was happening? Georgia Tech at Pitt winning a game. It's a it's college football, man. I mean, you had a team that was probably you know, Brent Key is a really, really, really good motivator. He's a really good football coach, and he he went to school at Georgia Tech. That was yeah. the reason he went back with Jeff. And um, I've known him for a long time. Happy for him, you know. I don't know if it's not going to be enough, but um, Pitt was fell asleep, man. I'm at you know, just when you fall asleep at the wheel, it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, you saw Georgia, Missouri. You can get your People have enough ass to kick ass, and and you'll and you'll find a way to win a game. That's dude. Were you shocked though? I thought it was a joke. I couldn't believe. I it. I thought it was a typo on my phone. Michigan uh, barely prevailed over Iowa. Very close. I game. think we got to start having serious conversations about Michigan though. Well, I mean, they were fortunate Saturday. I mean, that Iowa was right there, right there. Yeah, Michigan, Just right there. Yeah, but Mich- all kidding aside, yeah, Michigan. No, Michigan's really good. They're really good. Um, I was waiting on this game a little bit. Uh, watched it. So I've been doing this thing, you know. I, did, I started looking it up on Ole Miss last week, previewing the Kentucky game. I was like, well, "What's their record?" You know, Ole Miss is now sixteen and three in its last nineteen games. There's four programs better. You know, two. The other two are the ones that kind of surprise people. Obviously, Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma State, and Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan is seventeen and two in its last nineteen. Are they games. both again. Who did they, they lost to Ohio State? Obviously, once. And they lost in the to Georgia. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're uh, <laughs> they're elite right yeah. now. They they are an elite program right now. Hey, I just want to go on record, and so I'm going I'm going to jinx them right now as we as we speak. So October third, I'm jinxing them. Okay. You remember back in the summer when you asked me who was going to be in a college football playoff if it wasn't the other ones? You remember who I said? I don't. I, I said Oklahoma I, I, State. We did talk about Oklahoma State. We talked about Oklahoma State and NC State. I specifically said you Oklahoma did. State. No, you did. You absolutely did. Crazy. We need to go find that and pull it. Yeah, I'm going to, we'll jinx them. You know, we'll we'll jinx them. But dude, I watched that game against Baylor. They kicked the shit out of Baylor. That was a dominating performance. They're good. Yeah, they're good. Um, like I would have them my favorite in the Big Twelve right now. TCU gets a big win over Oklahoma. Oklahoma's in trouble <sighs> right now. TCU and Kansas play this week, which will be one of the big national games, which college is game awesome. Day. Yeah. How about that? That's that's great. Who had who had TCU Kansas as college game day week six? On the same day that Alabama Texas A and M played, <laughs> absolutely nobody. Nobody. How awesome is that? But look, man, you got to get. I mean, good for them. I, I like both those guys. Um, Oklahoma, quick you clients. Um, they got to find it, man. They're, they got to find it. They got enough ass to kick ass. Quarterback gets hurt. They got, you know, they started struggling a little bit. But um, there's no other game to get get them right than this week, the old Red River rivalry. Yeah. I mean, you can throw the records out of the book. This is kind of like the Egg Bowl. You just It's a weird series. Uh, Wake beat up on uh, Florida State. How about that? I know. I didn't see – you could have talked me into a cover. You could have talked me into a close win. I don't know if I would have believed you if you told me they were going to blow them out. I mean, it was never even close. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have believed that. But I, I did think Wake would win. I had that one. That was impressive. Um, and Clemson, I got to tell you now, I, I have wanted to bury Clemson. I have wanted to bury them. I, for some reason, I kind of catch myself cheering against them all the time. He may have started figuring it out a little bit. They're, they're, well, I mean, they're pretty good. NC State's got a nice team, and they the just couldn't, they just couldn't, couldn't hang with them. And rightfully so, and I've said this the whole time, and we can talk about this with our good friends at at A and M. We've already covered. Mm-hmm. You can be as good as you want to, in the other twenty one spots on the field. Yeah, but that guy that takes the ball, that touches the ball every single play. I mean, the guy touches it every play. Mm-hmm. If he is not performing up to top five abilities, then you're going to lose games, and you're going to be limited in what you can do. And really. Last year, Clemson was still Clemson, but the quarterback position wasn't what Clemson's used. I mean, their last two quarterbacks were Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And there was a drop-off from there to, to DJ, right? Yeah. This year, he's made plays, and he's starting to look like the quarterback and make throws that are starting. Now, I'm not saying he's Trevor Lawrence. I'm not saying he's Deshaun Watson. He's just better. And you're start, and they're starting to win games. I don't know if they win that game. Those were two good football teams, and they were playing physical. That was a physical-ass game. Saturday night. That was a fun game to watch. Um, place was electric. Um, it was. It was. It was. It was really good. And they, you know, and NC State's got another one this week. So they got Florida State coming to them. Oh, I, I know who I'm picking in that game. I know. Uh, we're also brought to you each and every week by our friends at Clean Side Wipes, They're the EPA 2021 Safer Choice Partner of the Year winner. Kills COVID in 30 seconds. It's broad spectrum, hospital grade antimicrobial efficacy, citric acid base. I see you. No harsh chemicals. Simple one step. No rinse, cleaning, and disinfecting. Removes film left over by harsh chemicals such as ammonia and bleach and alcohol. 
CleanSide has the lowest toxicity rating allowable by the EPA, which means it poses the lowest risk to the health of employees, patients, students, customers, or the environment. It is citric acid-based. CleanSide germicidal wipes deliver powerful efficacy against pathogens without the potentially harmful effects of other chemical disinfectants. All in one easy-to-use wipe. It's great for schools, daycares, nurseries, hospitals, long-term care facilities, office buildings, households, and more. It's available in wipe, obviously, and also in a ready-to-use spray. For quantity, size, details, and more, contact uh, our friend Todd Abbott at wipesandgloves at gmail.com. That's wipes and A-N-D, not the ampersand, gloves at gmail.com. When is Todd going to send me my reading? Yours was, see the spray, spray the spray, wipe the spray. See spot go away. All right, before we get out of here, you want to talk about the SEC slate this week? Yeah. And then we can get you out of here? Let's do it. This is going to be, this is my favorite, legitly maybe my favorite week of the year because this is like, this starts the season. Okay. If you're a real football fan, okay, this starts the football season. All right. It was all preseason before all this. Now we got 14 teams in the league, all seven of them are playing uh, each other on Saturday. So okay. this is this is real football. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we got Tennessee minus I, I three. Can't, can't wait. Going to Baton Rouge I'm, to play LSU. I'm, LSU. I'm so locked in on this game. What's your gut? Where are you at? My gut is I'm taking Tennessee, um, and I'll I'll lay a couple three points. That's my gut, but there is something nagging me about. Hey, watch out. I am. I think this is. I'm going to tell you this. I think this is going to be a very fun, entertaining game to watch. I agree. I, this is probably. Let me see here. Yeah, this is definitely the one that I'm most interested in the league in this week. Mm-hmm. Um, if you told me this game was played in a parking lot, you know, in Montgomery, I'm taking Tennessee by a bunch. I think Tennessee that would hurt. Do you know how much that would hurt over yeah, the course of a game? All the tackles on a parking lot. You'd be all right. Okay. Um, don't feel much when it gets started anyway. Um, dude, LSU, they are very slowly getting better. Defense is already better. Yeah. They gave up like Auburn scored seventeen, but they're on big plays. You know what I mean? Like, um, I am. They're getting better, but here's the one thing that keeps bothering me about LSU that I can't get out of my head. Yep. Is every their their best play on offense is a drop back to pass and everybody's covered and and Jalen Daniels takes off and runs for fifteen yards, like they still don't get to the top of a drop and make a play right like deliver the ball for a, I mean this guy runs like a chicken with his head cut off, um and and very effectively, uh LSU, um at home dude it's just a tough place to go win man you know what I mean um I'm interested I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but. I'll probably do something. I'll have to, I'm going to go back and watch a little bit. Tennessee's had a bye week. How much does that affect them? Timing, things like that. It's the first time. You know, they went in the pit. That's the thing that's in my head. They go to pit into a raucous environment and really struggled in the second half when they should have taken over a game. And then vice versa, you know, state – LSU decided they want to play in the second half of that state game, and they pretty much shut them down. So, I don't know where I'm going to go on that, but it's going to be the most entertaining game of the week. Yeah, I'm interested in it. I just kind of believe in Tennessee right now. Yeah, I, I have this funny feeling that Tennessee is about to make noise. 
Yeah, Corey says – well, first thing he said is LSU's crowd isn't going to be where it typically is. They will. It'll, they'll be fine, just like, yeah. the, just like the Ole Miss fan was yeah. fine. I, I'm telling you, people are making more out of these early kicks than they need to. This is – you might as well get used to it. This is the new – it's the new normal. It just is. Yeah. Get used to it. Um, And then he said Daniels is injured. Right, He did go out of the game. I don't know how serious it is. Um, But, yeah, my bet will definitely be affected if he plays or he doesn't. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, if he can't play, I'm Tennessee big. Because their number one play, and that's why he's playing from the jump, is he can do things when the routes break down and get covered, and he can do things when protection breaks down and Nuss can't. So, All right, What else we got? Arkansas at Mississippi State. I'm interested in this one, too. State, yeah, I am State's too. favored by six and a half. Yeah, and I think that line, I saw it somewhere, had moved up to seven and a half in some places. Really? Which feels like a big number. Yeah. Um, Mm. My inclination here is to split the difference. I think State wins, but I don't think it's that big. I, I think uh, I think Arkansas covers a big number like that. I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Um, I would probably say if it's, especially if it's over seven. If it's seven, I'm buying a half a point at least, getting it to seven and a half. I would think Arkansas can run the football well enough. KJ's a bully to try to get down. Um, you know, in state, you know, you people get them confused. They think, oh, they just throw the ball every down. Well, they throw a lot of stuff underneath. They're not. They don't throw downfield a ton. Um, they may have to change what they do, and they were not going to to take yeah. advantage of the situation on the back end. I would probably say Arkansas covers, um, but and then you you worry about a little bit with Arkansas's had two physical ass games back to back in a row in yep. a row, and they're going on yep. the road to another physical ass game. So. I said this a week ago. I'm going to repeat it. I think I think Arkansas' season was basically ruined in Arlington. I do. I, I believe that. I don't. I do. I do. I think if they win that game, I think today they have a completely different feel about them. This is a big <laughs> yeah, one loss less. <laughs> well, no, because I I think they still be looking around, going, "Hey, we're okay." Now I think they're. Ooh. Do they panic a little? Oh, somebody brought this up and I looked it up. This is this may be where I go with this. Okay. What do you think the over-under is in the Arkansas-Mississippi State game? Oh, it's probably in the 60s. 62. Yeah. Shoot, they could go back. If you told me this game was upper 30s to low 30s, I'd buy it. They think it's going to be implied score 34-27. Mm, yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, if K.J. doesn't play, I'm taking – KJ's playing. If he's he stayed, fine. He, he'll be fine. He's, he's fine. 290 pounds. They got him out because it was over. Yeah, he's not hurt. He may his feelings are hurt, but he's fine. All right. They were a little pissed at him at the end, and that's part of one of the reasons they took him out. Yeah. He, uh, I was low-key pissed, too, because not only did I have the money line, I may have doubled it up with the points just to protect my, my crazy money line. My man Sam Pittman was trying to cover. Dude, how about this? I got a question for you. This is a good question because we got a lot of Ole Miss fans that have been in this situation before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if your coach, let's say like maybe it was three years ago, four years ago, let's say the Rebels were like 19-point dogs. All right. Let's say your team okay. was 19-point underdogs. Mm-hmm. And you're down 21 points. Okay. You're down 21 late in the game, fourth, fourth and seven from the 20, and you decide to kick the field goal and you cover. As a fan, are you less pissed yeah. that he covered or, or are you just pissed that he didn't go for it and try to get the touchdown? No, you're, you're less pissed because he covered. Is that, is that a thing? Probably. I, I want the fan. I'll be, I'll be, that'll be an interesting question for the fans. Are the fans less pissed 
if they lose but cover as opposed to go for it and try to get back in the game and don't cover? I don't know. That's, a, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I'll um, be surprised if Jefferson doesn't play. Yeah, he'll play. All right, we got Missouri at Florida. Florida's a 10-point favorite. I already know where I'm going with this one. I think I'm going to take the Gators and just lay the points. I, I, I think I think Missouri's got to be just, A, a little spent, and B, a little down. They've they've blown. They blew the Auburn game. They've blown two leagues. And it was right there for them the other night and what would have been just a massive victory for them. And I, I don't know. It just feels off. I think Florida. I think Florida wins and covers. I don't think that's a particularly close game. Yeah, I agree. I think Florida blows them out. That's scary. We're starting to agree a little bit, Neil. Yep. Scary. Um, look, I I said this the other night. I knew that game. They had no chance of winning that game when he went down there and started kicking field goals. You yeah, don't. You, gotta go you score don't touchdowns. beat Georgia. You don't beat Florida by kicking field goals. And yet, in the moment, I sort of understood every one of those decisions. It just was. They they had no offense either, and he's like, "Okay, do I take three points here, or do what do I do?" And and yeah, I, I got it. It just was they they it just they didn't have enough. Look, and it ended up making the game uh, not as close as it should have been last year when Ole Miss played Alabama. But you got to give Lane credit. You know what he did? Freaking went for it. Yeah, I mean, could have kicked field goals, could have done those things, but you got to go for it. I yeah. mean, you got if you want to beat those teams. It doesn't matter if you're on, at home or you're on the road. You get one shot, and you better score seven. Three's not going to get it done. Right. And that's just – I've always believed that. Yeah. In big games, you cannot play conservative. you got to go – you got to go for nuts. If you're going to go – if you want to def- dethrone the mountain, you got to go get the mountain. And you're not getting it kicking field goals. All right, what else we got? Auburn at Georgia. Georgia minus 29 and a half. And yeah, I think it may be up. It's a big number. Georgia's not playing the kind of offense to make you indicate that they're going to c- cover that number. I haven't decided. I mean, I don't. I don't know what I expect out of Auburn at this point. I just think they're going to have a tough time scoring, dude. Why well, do two? I, I mean, mean, I don't know how they how they score. That's my whole deal. I mean, they got they have two blown coverages. How they got fourteen points this past week? I, I don't know how they score. Um, and look, LSU's good on defense, but they're not. They're not Georgia, right? Um, and I will be. I will say this. I was. A little disappointed in, in Georgia's attention to detail on Saturday. Like, cool, Missouri, you, you almost won the game. But that was a lot more about Georgia than it was about Missouri. Um, and you would have thought that they came back with it a little bit better on after the Kent State game, and they didn't. This is a rivalry game, but is it really? Does Georgia even view this as a rivalry right now? Auburn does, but does Georgia? I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a lot of points. Um, I'd probably be interested in over under in that game, but all right. And then uh, I may bet both on this on this side. We got mm-hmm. Ole Miss minus eighteen and a half at Vandy. Yeah, I may I may double double dip on this. Well, one. I know what I'm going to do if I'm doing this one. I'm taking Ole Miss and laying the points, and I'm going under. Well, that's what I may double dip. The under is it over under is fifty nine and a half. Yeah, I just don't see it. And Ole Miss is minus eighteen and a half. This like, has thirty five to ten written all over it. Forty one to ten. Uh, or that's maybe a lot. I think this is going to be a similar well, game. Well, there's nothing that Ole Miss has done that makes me think they're going to jump up into the 40s against – I mean, I know they got 42 against Georgia Tech, but well, – They can always turn around and hand the ball off in the games like this. Yeah, I mean, also if you're laying in this game, once it's in hand, you've got to get like Caleb Warren off the field. You've got to do some stuff like that. You've, I, I mean, I don't know. I, 
it feels underish to me. I, I, I mean, if you told me 31 to 10, I'd buy it. 35 to 10, 38 to 10, that's about as high as I'm going. I, I think that's where the game is. I mean, what you got to say to get the under, you're, you're probably saying, like, Vandy's got to get the 20. What's the implied? The implied score is basically 40 to 20. Yeah. I don't see that. That's the Vegas implied score is 40 to 20. Weldon says give him the plus 19. I love missing Weldon, but he's on crack sometimes. Yeah, I just don't – I don't know. We'll see. Well, here's what he's doing. I mean, I get it. Now, look, I'm going to tell you this. It's a sleepy place to go. It is. All right. And as dumb as this sounds, this is a big week for Ole Miss. Oh, no, this is a big maturity week. You just gotta, played. You just played a big game. You've got another big game coming. You're in the top ten. Everybody's doing the. I mean, if you want to be taken serious, like if you really want to talk about a special season, you go take care of this. This okay. is not a. This is this is a game that in the second half people like me are are, are writing. I'm yeah. not. I don't even. This is a game that if if this game goes the way that it goes for Ole Miss, if they're going to be if they're going to be an elite team. If this game goes that way, when people are asking me questions about something that happened in the third quarter, my honest answer is, I, I don't know, I was writing. Yeah. If you want to take the next step as a program and become an elite an elite program, then games like this, you go there and the final score is 53 to nothing. Nah, that's probably a little That's much. a little high. But it's, you score, it's, 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 it's 38. It's Georgia Tech. It's 38 to 7. You have the feeling like you did when you went yes, to Atlanta. It's, okay, because you had a big game, a physical game. That was a physical game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. All right, Vandy's had a week off, yep. and you go there, and you're going into a situation where this program over the years has had a tough time going and playing. But it doesn't matter. you got to say we're better than you. you got to go in there with your big boy britches on and bully them around for a little bit, run, mm-hmm. it right at, run it right at their ass, make it, tell them, hey, we're running it right here. You still can't stop it. Let's score points. Let's get the guys off. Let's go, let's go get back on the plane and go home. That's, that's what – that's what you got to do in these games. If it's as a if, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't care if it's a, if it's if they if Vandy covers, I'm concerned. At 18 and a half points, if Vandy covers in this game, I'm like, eh, this is not a mature team. Yeah, I mean, if they cover, because I think this game because this team is going to have to it's going to have to grow up over the course of the season because of what's coming in the second half. I mean, what's coming after Auburn, and even including Auburn to some degree, what's coming is a is a really a, a gauntlet. It's it's difficult. It, yeah. You're going to do back-to-back road trips to LSU and to Texas A&M. You get Alabama followed by a trip to Arkansas. And I know Arkansas is going to have L's. I'm just telling you that is going to be a difficult game. And then five days later, Mississippi State's going to be a difficult game. So you, you're going to have tests. And so you've got to you, – and, and, and Kiffin talked about that today. And he's right. It's the next step for this team. Yeah. Because they did the yo-yo. They, they blew out Georgia Tech, had kind of a sloppy week of practice, it showed against Tulsa, had a great week of practice. It showed against Kentucky, and now you got to follow it. You can't go back down and then try to get back up. You have to. You have some to point consistent. that gets you. Yeah, you have to be consistent. You gotta. You gotta do those things, and and I think that's a big step for them because, look, I guess you can say like a like a schedule reset. They're gonna get harder each and every week from here on out. Yeah. All right. What else we got? We're at an hour and a half. That's it. Dude. Let's, let's let's kill it. Yeah. No, one game I am curious about is South Carolina Kentucky. I have some interest in that game. I want to see how Kentucky bounces back. Yeah, I don't. I think they're going to be fine because I think that's what he's established. It's good they're playing at home. Yeah. Like this would be like if something happened and it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go Saturday, this would have been a a game, not that I'm concerned about them winning, but a game you would want to see how Ole Miss responded. But um, because that was a a gut wrencher for both teams. I mean, if one plays different, I mean, 
Whoever, it's a gut wrencher. Whoever loses that game, it's, it's, a gut it's, it's a gut wrenching deal. And sometimes these gut wrenching losses, they either pull they you together, pile up. Well, they either pull you together or they tear you apart. Right. It doesn't stay the same. I think Kentucky's going to be fine. I think they're a little more I think established. They have the right culture. Yeah. 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 I'm. And look, I, I don't know ten and a half is a lot of points. I don't know if I'm gonna mess with that. And then um, Alabama A and M. It all depends. To me, the line and all that depends on. It just depends on whether Young plays. If he doesn't, I could see Texas A&M hanging in. I don't know. And this being a low-scoring kind of close game. I, that's where I – how does A&M score? Well, that, they, they don't. Because let me tell you something. Have you but watched if, – but, but if the Milray – He's not lighting up that A&M defense. But, dude, they've this, had this one circled. This might be – oh, yeah. This might be where they hand the ball to – what's his name? Jameer Gibbs. And, and he goes nuts. Because he had a big game in favor. Yeah, like 208 or something. Like – They've had this game circled, and if you want to be entertained, you need to watch uh, Nick's press conference today. He was a little salty. He's salty today. Yeah. And usually when he's salty, um, he's got a message to deliver. And, you know, but he made a good point today is you can't – he said – and he made the point, and it's, it's facts. So 15 years he's been in Alabama, he's had a lot of success. Yeah. He's only had two teams go undefeated. Yeah. And he goes, why do you have to have a loss – to make yourself understand that practice is important, to focus is important, the little things are important. And I think, you know, we're talking about Ole Miss, what they're doing. I think that's they're the same be thing. They're going to locked in. Dude, they're, he's pissed, like legit. Like, I don't know if I don't care anyway. Like, I, I just – I don't know how A&M scores points because he is going to be legitimately pissed. The kids are going to be pissed. I don't care what A&M – he made a good point today. What, A&M's three and two? Do you know what you know what would make them A and M fans really happy? Oh. If they go into Tuscaloosa and win, sure, all's forgiven, boss. Yes, sir. And they ha- they have enough ass to kick ass. They have proven that. Yeah, they won that game last year. They did with the same amount of talent at quarterback. With Nick with Zach Calzada at quarterback. Yep, right, they they, did. they do, and um, it can it's a it's a matchup thing with Alabama. And if you got Milrow at quarterback, look, A and M's got the dudes that can chase him down. They're, he's not running around Hudson Clark out there. You know what I mean? I mean, he's they got some dudes, so they're going to be pissed. But I don't know how they score, man. I, I don't. If I'm leaning anything, I'm leaning lay of the points or the under. Caroline was just glad that her friend Cam made his kicks. Good for him, though. He did. He made his kicks. He had a long week. I know. He had a real long week. But I, I do. I want to make sure that the fans know I vow to come in strong on Thursday. All right. I'm getting. I'm, yeah. You have. I'm, I'm just going to let you know. Yeah. Talk. I'm freaking. Say it. I'm coming in hot. Because I'm not a trash guy. I'm just. I'm an action guy. No, I'm coming in. I'm coming in hot. Okay. It was my fault. I'm taking. Hey, the blame's right here. Don't blame the kids. Yeah. I'm a man. I'm 44. Yeah. <laughs> that was like yeah. a couple weeks ago, by the way. Huh? But uh, no, I'm 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 coming in hot this week. Okay. I will study and yeah, make sure that's my, fine. The wife's out of town. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a bachelor up all week. Do you know how much film I'm going to watch for the next three days? That's, that's, I, all, all I'm going to say is that we. We, my team, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Six and five ain't going to get it done, boss. I didn't say that we're going to go six and five. I just said we're going to keep doing what we're doing because we're making progress. It's going to be cold out there in Boise, Idaho. That's fine. I'll be there to film it all. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll stop there. We're brought to you each and twice a week by Rain Total Body Fuel. Uh, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine. BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. 
Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We'll be back on Thursday with a Make It Rain Thursday edition of the show. I'm sure stuff will come up between uh, between now and then. We'll make our picks and see what uh, see what happens here on uh, McCready and Siski. Again, thanks to everybody for the stream. Bunch of you in the stream today. Our numbers are uh, awesome. Please tell a friend. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Go to our uh, social medias. Follow us. Stuff like that. Interact. We'd love for you to do that. That would be uh, that would be cool. So see you on uh, Thursday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.